0: Coming up next we got breaking news Supreme Court legalizes sports gambling we've got America's best racing Dan Torchman and of course NHL and NBA conference finals all that and more on the weekly pass.
1: You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan
0: discussion After Buzz TV and now
1: let the buzz begin.
0: Becky, I like this song. Yes. Did you surprise me with this? I cardi love me B? some Cardi. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> Welcome back to the Bonnie Jill Weekly Pass. We're so glad to be back here on a Tuesday, sunny California. So good. And I'm here with my fabulous co-host. You can find me at BJ Laughing on Twitter and at Bonnie Jill on Instagram and Facebook and at BJL Weekly Pass on Twitter. And you can find my lovely co-host, just in case you don't know by now. Just
2: in case you don't know. Uh, you can find me. I'm David. Hi, nice to... Meet you or see you again. You can find me at David H. Bloom on both Instagram and Twitter. A lot to talk about today.
3: That's right. Hey, guys. What's up? Thank you for joining in the live chat. I am Becky Sotero. You can find me at Becky Sotero on all social media. Join us. We want to have questions from you about the recent gambling legalization in sports and then also like horse racing. Our guest is going to be able to answer all questions. Kind of break all that down. So anything, you know...
0: It Doesn't matter. Don't be shy. Like yeah. if you have a question because mm-hmm. you're just not sure about that arena, right? You know, give us a holler and you know, hopefully Dan or one of us can kind of help you out. Right. We've yeah, got some. Sure. we got some people watching already. Awesome. Hi guys. What's up? <laughs> um, so before we get into obviously you know the big news with the sports betting, let's talk a little NHL. Yes. A bit of NHL. Oh! So the Golden Knights and the Jets, they are tied. Yep.
3: They mm-hmm. sure are.
2: One one. One one. One apiece.
3: Yep. That's a that's that's series. Say, what's going on? I mean, it's the, I've been calling it the Wild, Wild West because it's legitimately what it is. Neither organization, franchise, has made it into the Stanley Cup finals. So this is going to be huge no matter who comes out of it. Uh, it's a battle between essentially who wants it more because mm-hmm. the Jets are the underdog. Everybody's kind of thinking Vegas is going to just come running with it. Absolutely not. Like the Jets are coming out to play. As okay, because I know last
0: yeah. week or weeks before, we've you know we've talked about the fact that the Golden Knights couldn't win at all. Yeah, are they looking different? In these, in these conference finals, because I haven't watched any games. Yeah, so. I mean, I think
3: so. I think so. No, no matter every... It's like that in the NBA we'll talk about later. No matter what round you're playing, you are from scratch. Right. You're playing mm-hmm. a new team, new energy, new players, new defense. Winnipeg's on point right now with defense, and defense wins games. And so. how have these teams matched
0: up, fared in the regular season?
3: Uh, well, the Golden Knights were number one in the, in the West for the entire season, essentially. So the Golden Knights, again, are the ones that are the favorites, if right. you will, but that's why I think Winnipeg could... Slide in a little bit. What they could,
2: yeah. No, I definitely agree. Um, I just love it because it's two storylines. Mm-hmm. Like it's two teams that you never thought would make it to the Western Conference mm-hmm. Finals. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if I said to you, "All right, the team from Vegas, their inaugural season, they're coming in. They just drafted from all the players that the yeah. other teams didn't want. They're going to be matched up with the team that a couple of years ago was
3: yeah. terrible." And they were talking about Flurry a lot because Flurry was with, uh, right. with the Penguins, mm-hmm. won a couple Stanley Cups. He was so strong. I mean, right. one of the best goaltenders, like Jonathan Quick, and for the Kings. But he, people were worried about Flurry. Is he going to be able to keep up? And he is Goalsies. a brand he's, goaltender. He's, I mean, he's keeping up. He's keeping up. Let me up. tell you, he's, he's keeping, keeping,
0: keeping up. That up. Afloat. So keeping with the whole theme of betting. So if you were a gambling woman, Becky, mm. you would
3: have, uh, and you picked these mm. two? I still even, think my, I still think I'm going to keep with the, with the um, knights. The knights. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit Eastern Conference.
0: Yes.
2: That's a completely with different story. With the yep. Completely yep. different story. It's. The Caps
0: and the Lightning,
3: yeah, Mm -hmm. two
0: nothing. Yeah, the Lightning.
3: Yeah, I I think okay. So here's the. What's there to be said on that? Here's my synopsis. Stamkos has won the two time trophy for the leading scorer. He is composed. He's a great player. He plays for the Lightning. In case you guys don't know, he's he's another Sidney Crosby. He's great. You know, he's great in the neutral zone. He's great offensively, and I think. He's gonna he's gonna carry this team. However, Ovechkin I love Ovechkin. Ovechkin and the caps. Let me talk about this. Defensively, they're untouchable right now. And again, defensively in hockey and playoff, you win. I mean you just win. Games. Defense wins. And they games, are so right. strong, they're taking block shots. I mean they're just untouchable. So is of that game. series over? No, okay. absolutely not. I think that Tampa Bay will take three. Um I'd like to see okay. the series go. Game three. Game three. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> I was like three games
3: <laughs> on Oveskin no, I, I think did you finished. see David's
0: face? He was all, no I was
3: way. Like, I, I think a, it's going to go to seven. I think, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit torn. This morning I woke up and I'm like, it's going to seven. But when I was driving here, I was like, I don't know, maybe Caps and Six because they've got momentum. I don't know, but can they keep it going? they got to do the game-by-game play. They have to take every game one game at a that's time.
2: How you, that's how you work the playoffs, though. So yeah. do you agree, them- David,
3: with Becky in regards to...
0: The caps? series
2: that the Caps are going to win, oh, for but sure. the
0: Lightning are still going to be competitive. I think
2: the because the Lightning, I mean, they made it here. They're a great team. Mm-hmm. Stamkos is really good. Yep. They have nice offense. I just they just can't get they're not going to get past no, that Caps team.
3: But I, I do want to say, I just want to give a couple stats that I found kind of intriguing. The Caps are terrible in terms of points on the net right now. So Tampa Bay 32, Caps 21, and a 4 2 victory game one. Tampa Bay 35 shots on goal and the Caps still won. So again, that paints a picture that the Caps are not getting as many pucks at the net, but Mm -hmm. defensively they are blocking Mm -hmm. shots. Now I've
0: been to a couple of lightning games and those fans are pretty pretty loud and pretty crazy. They go crazy in Tampa Bay. They really I mean, which is crazy because they really don't care about sports there.
3: (laughs) But they really seem to light it up for the Lightning. They're behind their team and let's kind of Paint the overall picture that Tampa Bay is the only team out of the four that has been been there and been won, there won. and won one. Right. Yeah. So I mean, Which no matter so what, in for a treat. in for a treat when you, you think of hockey, right? Yeah.
0: Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning. So predictions. Oh. Moving on, it's going to be the Knights and
3: the Caps. That's that's and mine, the Stanley Caps That's mine. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say Knights mm-hmm. and Caps.
2: I still have the. Like I still am a Kings fan, and it like hurts to see the Knights doing better than us. But I don't but, know. It gets
3: about hockey. But it's about
2: hockey. it's hockey. It's hockey. Like right. it's it's such an
0: amazing story. I'm gonna say Caps Knights. Mm-hmm. I want. And Caps I Knights. like the storylines for both those with Ovechkin. I can't. And then with the Gold Knights, I think Honestly, there's so many storylines, so many features that you're gonna see, and I think that's gonna be fun
3: for hockey fans and people like myself who aren't true true hockey fans, but will yeah. want to watch because of the matchup. Well, can you imagine? I, I mean, th- we've never had two teams have never won a Stanley Cup right. in the final. I mean, well, since the yeah. 1960s. So I think that's good for the NHL. Huge.
2: That's amazing for the and NHL. And don't you
0: want more viewers? You want people oh, to of course, watch yeah. the Stanley Cup that normally wouldn't. Of course. Yeah. So there's. I think it's so it's good. Um, now, we all know now that the U.S. Supreme Court overturned, mm-hmm. you know, this sports betting across yeah. the country and how this impacts. Everything yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean yeah. it really is huge, um, and you know, if you look on Twitter and that's all people are talking about mm-hmm. is how this is going to affect the NFL, the mm-hmm. NHL, NBA, horse racing, um, you name it NCAA oh I huge. mean it goes on and on and on, and it's kind of like kind of crazy if you really think mm-hmm. about it that mm-hmm. there's going to be you know people are talking about you walk into you know a stadium and you could bet. Third quarter on a game, or like
3: they're have where well, you could gamble right there in the arena or the stadium. Tell me that's not wild. It's, that's incredible. It's wild. I mean, we can't ignore that gambling's been going on under under the. And I don't know if people know 97%
0: of gambling is illegal. Oh, through bookies or, or, offshore, or offshore betting. Oh, of course. I believe it. And if they tax that. I mean I guess I mean there could be some good you know, there's some pros, you know, to everything. I have a list of pros, literally. literally. Like it'll stimulate
3: economy. That's what I said that yeah. Generate Mm -hmm. revenue for states, the sporting Mm -hmm. bodies, the broadcasters and athletes. Right. Uh, and also, millions of Americans will seek uh, to bet in sports in a safe way. So I think that's the biggest thing. Is I think
0: it's good. When I'm going to be
3: honest. I love it. Yeah. That's
0: the first thing I said to my father: is economy wise. Yeah. You know, I think it could help. You know, whether you know, it's pushing into all these different cities, whether it's you know the homeless situation
3: or it's yeah. uh, education or schools or you know, what I'm saying there's so many right. things I could go on and on. Yeah. That it can help each well, state. And no matter what, when you're peddling a vice, right. you know, people are going to want to do that illegally. And what I just think it's opening it up to being legalized is just going to make it so much more. Just like with the marijuana
0: situation in California Mm -hmm. when you're taxing it and the
3: money and... Um, I men, actually, sister.
0: I know there's going to be, you know, a lot of people, the negatives of, uh, okay, now are there going to be games that are going to be fixed? Are receivers going to Yeah. Or, or players, I'm not going to say they would, but certain players, oh, they accidentally, uh, they, don't that catch, was my question they don't catch for you, them, you know, mm-hmm. in the end zone because now they know the spread. I don't want to say that. I'm just saying there are a lot of things that could happen, right? Potentially, just, when yeah. you're talking big, big, big money now. But that now was, was my question for
3: you, Bonnie Jill, is like, this is a huge deal. Like, integrity. How is this, integrity. Going, to, how is this going to maintain? How, how are they going to maintain and t- how is there not going to be secret behind the scenes that, things happening? I know.
0: And how do you? I know. I know it's legal. because there's going to be so many different things. But how do you really make sure that Monitor every it. also that every eyes you know and every T's mm-hmm. crossing? Do you know what I'm talking about? Because oh, there's going to be do. some little shady stuff. I feel there like will be. Going I mean, on.
2: I think <laughs> it's. I definitely. I'm agreeing with you. I think it's yeah. nice. I think it's going to be good for. It's going to one encourage more people to want to like watch. I mean, sporting events mm-hmm. and to, I mean. I'm not saying gambling's an amazing thing, but it's going to now go through like the states, and you're, it's right. going to create the economy, mm-hmm. generate revenue. But like there is that, tr- there's that trust factor right. of the players. Of
0: and you go back to maybe like a Pete Rose situation, mm-hmm. which you know I'll go all day that yeah. I still think he should be in Cooperstown today. Mm-hmm. But there are going to be right, but there you know there is going to be a lot of oh there will you know Becky it with integrity of certain players or coaches or. I don't know, front office, you know, that you yeah. wonder what's going to happen. I mean, when I worked for the Los Angeles Lakers, we actually had to sign a sure. whole statement talking about that we wouldn't gamble. You could you know, I mean, sure. that was front office. I wasn't on the court. So it's just weird how times have, you know, changed. really changed, mm-hmm. you know, sure. and money-wise, I think it could be good though for each state, you know, and then yeah. you look at the Indian reservations and now they're going to have like their sports book mm, and I mean, exactly, it, it really yeah. look about it, it's yeah. going to be everywhere.
3: But the outpour is that the smaller casinos are upset because they're like, well, oh, we're no. now, especially Nevada, now we're losing. Oh, the you course. wonder you know, how that's going to affect Nevada. That's, that's a good question for you as Dan, yeah. you know.
0: Um, I'm kind of curious to see how it's going to affect just sure. everything. And then you look at the you know the NFL, they because they've been very against this um, from the get go. And then you look at the players' unions, their statements. I think a lot mm-hmm. of what ifs because no one's really sure. I mean, just got overturned yesterday, so it's really a lot of what ifs. Yeah.
2: Oh, we're very much like mm-hmm. in the dark. We I'm really even know. in the dark
0: by a lot of questions. It's I mean, uncharted
2: territory
3: <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah. it's
2: so new and like stuff. I know there's stuff like. Like DraftKings and FanDuel of and course. all that stuff, where you put in money and you can win actual money by playing right. fantasy. I mean, it's different than putting in a five dollars buy into right. a fantasy league at the beginning of the year. But like this stuff that I know is being like uh, not illegalized, if if that's a word, in um, many states. And right. now it's I mean sports sports gambling legal. It's all, a lot yeah. of that's going to change. And as state well.
0: by state, you wonder how a state like California is going to do in you know. In oh. differently than Texas,
3: or you know what I mm-hmm. mean? It, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. It it
0: just makes me yeah. wonder,
3: like state by state, well, how then, it's gonna how it's gonna be. And, and look at like even Oregon, we have barely we have the Blazers essentially in the Portland Timbers. So you look at states that don't even have teams. How is that gonna generate? Yeah, yeah. As well? So we've got Dan. Yes. Hello.
0: Hey, Dan. We're so happy to have you. We've got Dan on the line right now, America's best racing correspondent, and you know the guru when it comes to handicapping, betting, and everything. And we were just talking about Dan. This you know this. Supreme court situation is just kind of crazy. Like trying to wrap our heads around everything, you know, I'm sure you, you know, probably have a little more of a handle on it than us, but how does this, like, let's just start from the beginning. How does this affect just sports, you know, gambling in general and the horse racing, how, will it hurt horse racing for betting wise or, you know, the pros and cons of that?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think a lot of it, um, I mean, you're not the only ones trying to wrap your heads around <laughs> it. I think a lot of it remains to be seen, um you know sports gambling has not been legal here so we, we don't know how it's going to play out and it might play out differently from state to state so mm-hmm. i think the prime example that everyone's looking at is uh is new jersey because uh, there's monmouth park there right and monmouth park okay. has been planning for this monmouth park has built the infrastructure they've uh, they've built a facility in partnership with William Hill, which is a big bookmaker uh, in Europe. And so they've got the infrastructure. And so the word is at Monmouth Park, what they're going to do is within the next uh, couple of weeks, supposedly, uh, be open for business. So you could go in and uh, bet on sports and so um you know we'll see we'll see how it plays out there but yeah their projections are they're going to take in about a billion dollars of sports betting uh, a year wow. uh in new jersey and so obviously the thought is they would take a portion of that money and they put it back into the racing product which would be great for horse racing additionally you'd be going to monmouth park to make your bets and so presumably if you're somebody who loves betting you love you know uh, you want to bet on a baseball game or a basketball game You go to (laughs) Model Park, what you'll find is that there's horse racing. And you'd be like, oh, cool, there's horses. We could bet on this, too. And unlike betting on a sports game where you're getting essentially one-to-one betting a line um, with horse racing, as you know, um, you might like a horse that you might get 10-to-1 odds on or 20-to-1 odds on. And so um, it's exposure to, I think, a new type of sport, a new type of better that mm-hmm. potentially uh, could, uh, you know, expand horse racing's betting base. So that's why people in the racing industry, I think, are, are a, bit, a bit excited about it.
0: Yeah, Dan, it's funny you say that. I was uh, speaking with my father about that, and we were wondering now, like, you know, people who are in the sports book who normally maybe would just be gambling on, you know, the typical baseball, football, basketball, are not going to be start betting on the ponies because now it's opening up a whole new world. So I think it's actually going to be good for horse racing and put more money into the horseman's b- pocket, wouldn't you think?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's certainly the goal and the hope, but it, these are, like, fast, evolving times, right? So, like, this stuff is new for everybody, so state to state now, everyone's mm-hmm. scrambling. There was one state, and I can't remember offhand, which is called a Special Legislative Session to take up the issue of sports betting um, so that, you know, um, I think it was Connecticut, so that, that they could, even though they're out of session now, they could take this up so that they can – then take the next steps to allow businesses um, to apply for those gambling permits and to start accepting sports betting so that, you know, that money is taxable and so that 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 state could benefit from it. And so I think each state is kind of looking to get in the game and trying to figure out um, how they could benefit from it. And then within those states, I think horse racing just needs to be mindful of the fact that um, it's a super digital and mobile world right now. And so um, horse racing historically uh, has not done the greatest job with evolving with the times, and so the hope would be that um, you know get get in front of this thing and say, hey, look, you know, we we have um, the establishments in place, we have the racetracks in place. Let's be um, let's be physically the place that where people go to make their bets, but also let's make mobile wagering available and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, we'll see how it evolves. But, yeah, it's certainly an opportunity, I think, for the racing industry.
0: Now, Dan, with that um, being said, are the purses going to go up in the races? And will that help? Because I know you feel the same about this. I'm really, you know, involved with the aftercare for these thoroughbreds after they're done racing and the different charities and um, sanctuaries for these horses Ah. to be able to go to. Will this possibly, you know, raise the purses and then maybe put more money back into, you know, a charity like the aftercare situation.
1: Yeah, you know, you could only speculate that um, the the tracks that will start accepting and, and the states and the jurisdictions that will start accepting sports wagering will will earmark a portion of that money to go back into purses and in turn and uh-huh. potentially connected or, or or even separately uh, have a portion of that money go into aftercare. But it's hard to tell. I mean, the, 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 there's certainly more awareness right now. Uh, within racing as an industry that um, aftercare is vital to to any sort of um, survivability and and any terms of success and and, and any form of success or growth of racing. It's hard to make the case that, um, you know, you stand behind a sport unless you know that the sport is taking care of specifically in this case, the horses and and Mm -hmm. the horses and the jockeys as well. I mean, that, that they're being um, that, that there are resources and that there are services available to them um and so i, I think yeah I, I think it's an it's it certainly it, it's a it, it's it's a hot issue at the moment it's something that people are aware of and it's not like 20 or 30 years ago where for example you might have horses running you know once every couple of weeks even on the main circuits uh, now you, you see horses are, are run a lot less often, um, you know the bigger tracks especially. Uh, I think they do a good job of making people aware of like the Thoroughbred Care Alliance um, and and a number of other organizations that um, support um, horses once their careers on the track are over. So yeah, I, I think what you're what you're suggesting would be would be certainly uh, useful to put into practice for uh you know as we move forward this is not just a cash grab it's an opportunity to uh kind of put money behind an important issue.
0: Yes, that's what we were speaking about before, that we think that, you know, this whole issue could be great for the economy, for, you know, each state, and going back to what we said, I just, you know, the first thing I thought of was, okay, this could be great for the horses, for, you know, aftercare, and for the Permanently Disabled Jockeys Fund, and different situations like that, so that's what I was, you know, really excited about, Dan, and I know you are as well, but moving forward as a whole, you know, a lot of the, you know leagues, the NFL, the NHL, NBA, um, MLB, they're not really embracing this as much as the horse racing world, there's right. a lot of concerns there, especially with the NFL mm-hmm.
1: right, yeah, I mean look and, and those the leagues that you mentioned specifically, obviously they fought um, the the overturning of this of this bill which which made it illegal for for individual states uh, to to take wagers, with the exception of course of Vegas um, you know uh, look it, it, it's understandable I think from a from a sports ethics standpoint. Uh, why you would have concerns about it. But the reality is there are so many different – we talked about the mobile uh, world we live in and, and the fact that, that everyone right now either has an account, whether it be offshore or they have bookies, uh, <laughs> <Right>. quite frankly, <laughs> yeah. uh, Or they're betting on, on sports anyway. So the people who really um, you know, are, are kind of motivated to, uh, uh, to wager on sports are wagering on sports it just got to the point where I think between, you know, fantasy gaming, um, uh, with, you know, FanDuel mm-hmm. DraftKings, and so on. Uh, and, and, and th- th- there's just a realization that nationally, we've reached a point where, you know, we allow people to make decisions about a number of different things, including their alcohol consumption. Um, so we're at a point where we think that, you know, people can be responsible enough about their gaming. And if there's an opportunity, uh, for States to, to make up for shortfalls, shortfalls in their budget, uh, through uh, taxing this sort of thing, that that we're that we're okay with it, and I mean we may see the same thing. Um, you know, we see it in, again, state by state. We see uh, the legalization of marijuana and, and and that sort of thing. I think that's just where we are as society. We're mm-hmm. evolving, and right. we evolve, and, and eventually, you know, uh, I think what this does more than anything, it gives the states the opportunity uh, to, to make those decisions and, and decide whether their their citizens, um, you know, should have access to you know, to making, you know, wagers in this case or to doing whatever else it might be. So, um, look, I, it, the, the, the individual leagues are are, are, are entities that, that will have to evolve with this, and they'll just have to, you know, obviously come up with safeguards so that, um, you know, uh, this doesn't turn into a situation where uh, there's widespread issues involving, you know, some of those ethical concerns that, that you know, I've alluded to. Mm-hmm.
3: Hey Dan, Becky here. A question for you about Vegas. So because Nevada was the only state where gambling was legalized, how will this affect them fiscally in terms of you know, money, financial impact?
1: Yeah, look, it's a good question. I mean, I think logically, um, you know, I know guys, uh, some of my buddies who, you know, make annual trips to Vegas uh, just to get in there, <laughs> mm-hmm. not only um, their sports bets, but to also make their Kentucky Derby future wagers mm-hmm. and to uh, bet, you know, uh, a number of different you know, parlays, you know, looking ahead to who's going to win the World Series or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. Um, you know, I think for that 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 person who's going or that group those groups of people who are going there strictly for that um yeah i mean they'll have other avenues to wager now but i think vegas as a whole i mean it's a tourism destination right so you go there you go you, you watch shows you 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 know you go out to dinner i mean i think it's built itself up over time as a destination for for families for couples um, and it's more than just, you know, a couple of bros, you know, trying to make some sports bets you know <laughs> right. and, and moving on. So so there, there's a lot to do in Vegas. So uh, on the whole, I mean, although, like, you know, I need a crystal ball to tell you how Vegas is going to do. I mean, I, I don't think this helps Vegas, mm-hmm. but I don't yeah. think it significantly hurts Vegas sure. either.
3: Sure. Well, we were also chatting before the show about how integrity will remain. I mean, I guess I'm just personally a little scared that with this new ruling, You know, is there going to be stuff happening behind the scenes? You know, I know that the NBA vice president is extremely (laughs) upset about this. And he's saying, hey, we're bringing the sport. We should be compensated. So you touched on it a little bit before. But, I mean, what's, what's your take on that about these teams getting compensated? Even 1%.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I I know far less about the the financials and the organizational uh, makeup of NBA teams than I do, um, you know, a, a, a horse racing barn. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know specifically, you know, kind of what's needed and and what you know what what the. the the, the function would be of, of taking a percentage, but I could I could say in terms of integrity that I've known uh, I've known people who've worked for NBA teams, um, and I I know specifically as it relates to wagering that even when I've been in situations where I, I've gone to Vegas with uh, my friends, uh, my my one friend in particular who I'm thinking of, uh, who worked for a team on the East Coast who I won't name, but uh, he he was adamant, and and and, he, and he's a guy who you know. We had a lot of fun. We 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 did a number of things today. We drank. We went out. We partied. But he would mm-hmm. not, under any circumstances, make a wager yeah. uh, on any basketball game. Sure. Um, and and so I think that's I think that the, the fear of God is put in most people who work <laughs> for NBA teams or any sure. other pro teams to where it's just it's a risk not worth taking, uh let alone whether you're you know that there's any sort of conspiracy going on just on on a on a regular day it's just yeah. not not worth you know uh you know kind of taking that kind of risk because it would give the impression that, um, you know, potential impropriety. So Mm -hmm. I I don't see these issues being wise. I I think the leagues have individual safeguards, and I think they'll just probably toughen them up and and just kind of make them even stricter, um, letting, letting, you know, the people who work within those organizations know you just cannot mess with this. Sure.
2: Yeah. Uh, Hey, Dan. David here.
1: Hey, David. How are you? I'm doing
2: pretty good. Nice to meet you.
1: Good to meet you, too.
2: Good. Yeah. I, I know Becky just talked about integrity and uh you know gambling from inside the organization and i just i don't think i could leave this studio today without bringing it up i think it's a huge deal uh, a lot of sports history um, in the baseball world i just i'm being who you are and what you do i need to know your thoughts on uh, now with this new uh, law overturned how is this going to shift the public eye on pete rose
1: you know, it's interesting that you say that, because I actually had that thought a little bit earlier. Um, you know, I don't think at the end of the day, I mean, the, the, the key, you know, sort of, sort of the key uh, knock and, and the key um, blow to, to Pete Rose and his reputation revolves around the fact that he bet on his own team. And so I think, you know, looking back, yes, he bet on a lot of other things, but, um, you know, the, the thought of betting on your own team in terms of uh, public confidence I think that that relates something that whether it be today, uh, 40 years ago, or 40 years from now, w- will still be something that people will frown upon. Um, you know, I, I respect, and I always have respected. I kind of grew up uh, sort of toward the tail end of Pete Rose's career, and and I you know always thought of him as obviously a phenomenal baseball player. Um, but, you know, at least as, as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned personally, and I know this has been a debate amongst the sports writers who, who vote in the Hall of Fame, I, I don't know that it, that it moves the needle dramatically. Um, I, I think if you were for uh, Pete Rose getting into the Hall before, you're probably still in. You're still for it, and, and if you were against him getting into the Hall, um, you're probably still against him. That's just, again, that's just conjecture, though. I have, I have no clue um, as to whether that this sort of significantly changes anything. I wouldn't think it does, um, mainly because of the circumstances of, of what the wagering involved. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah.
0: Dan, um, moving on, because I know, you know, we've already taken a lot of your time talking about this, but it's been, you know, kind of heavily, you know, a big thing that we are all kind of concerned about. But let's talk about the preakness that's coming up. Now, you know, your thoughts with justify is there any horse in that race that's going to be able to uh kind of be a threat to justify in winning the second leg of the triple crown
1: yeah that's that's the million dollar question <laughs> i know but i gotta as, ask as, it as, as, <laughs> <laughs> just went right to it um yeah no um look the the runner-up from the kentucky derby is a horse named good magic uh, mm-hmm. he was the two-year-old champion as, as I, i'm sure some of your most of your listeners know the horses that run in the kentucky derby are are three-year-old, so you only get to run once. You get to run in your three-year-old season. Well, the two-year-old champion was Good Magic, came back, ran, ran really, really well in the Kentucky Derby, finished second uh, to Justify. And so the thought is, you know, look, he's probably his toughest competition, but it's not like a boxing match where it's just two horses head to head. What happens in a race uh, would evolve from a pace perspective, meaning how other horses in the race run the race and whether they press Justify, they put pressure on them early on and kind of speed up the pace, that impacts uh, the chances of some of the other horses in the race, specifically those who are off the pace, who could potentially close into the pace if some of the other horses up front tire out Justify. And I think that's what you're going to see. You're probably going to see a couple of horses take a run at Justify and try to make him work early mm-hmm. uh, in the hopes that potentially um, you know either they can get by him or that somebody from off the pace uh, might benefit from it. And so you'll see them all going after uh, Justify. Um, I think not only um, Good Magic, who who tends to sit a little bit off, but there's a horse named Quip, who um, won the Tampa Bay Derby, who's uh, highly regarded, and he's got a lot of speed. So he could be up there with Good Magic. There's also a horse named Bravazo, who finished sixth in the Kentucky Derby. He's got speed for D. Wayne Lucas, who also brings in sporting Chance. Um, who who runs from slightly off the pace, so you could see a situation where Lucas is thinking, Hey, look, I'll I'd be more than happy with Bravazo pressing the pace if it potentially sets up for my other horse sporting chance. Yeah. And Dwayne and Lucas, uh, you got to respect them. Six freaknesses uh, second all time, tied with uh, with Bob backford, who of course has justified. So yeah, there are a couple of interesting contenders. Uh, Quip probably is the most interesting from from the newer horses that, that didn't run in the Derby. Um, but yeah, justifiable be tough. I, I think it'll be tough either
0: way. Now, before we let you go, because we've taken enough of your time, we're going to have you back because I really want you to explain to our viewers like how to handicap and how to bet. But we took a lot of your time with the Supreme Court <laughs> decision. <laughs> but uh, before we let you go, Dan, I know they don't have the post positions yet. But what is your trifecta or your exacta for the going into the Preakness? And for people who don't know, the trifecta, you know, or exacta is mm-hmm. you know first and second, or first, second, and third. Sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. So for your Exacta look, I, I think um until someone beats him, uh, Justifies the horse. So I think you gotta use Justify in your Exacta, meaning he finishes either first or second. Um and the other horse that I think is interesting to put him in the mix with would be um a horse named Lone Sailor. He's a closer, so if the pace heats up he can come from off the pace. And then if you're playing a trifecta, I still respect good magic a whole lot. So I would say uh in this order, I think Justify probably wins. Um, lone Sailor can rally uh, from off the pace to finish second or third, and then I think Good Magic is good enough to finish second or third as well. So I would I would use those three in your bets.
0: Well, I hope you're right, because if you're right, then I'll be, I'll be seeing you at the Belmont, Dan, because <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only going if Mike, if Mikey's going for it. So, um, But I wrote that all down, you know. so all of us are going to be betting on what you said. Yeah, yeah we, we are. are. <laughs> yeah, we are. I'm taking notes. <laughs> Big money. So, Dan, definitely, we're going to have you back, though, after the Triple Crown Madness, um, so you can really kind of, uh, actually before the mm-hmm. Belmont, to mm-hmm. have you kind of explain a little bit about uh, awesome. how to bet. And then uh, that's it. But hopefully I'll see you at the Belmont and have fun at the Preakness.
1: Awesome, awesome. Anytime, look forward to being back on and look forward to seeing you uh, and you buying me a drink. It's the, the money that <laughs> of racing. course. Yeah.
0: And then, Dan, where can people find you? Because I know you've got that great site um, as well as your Twitter where you know people can go to.
1: Yeah, so go to America's Best Racing, americasbestracing.net. In fact, it's an educational website for people learning about horse mm-hmm. racing and mm-hmm. explains to not only how to bet, but... Who some of the contenders are so go to americasbestracing.net in, in fact right now we have a cheat sheet a freak mistakes cheat sheet that'll help you out perfect um and then on twitter it's at abr live you can catch us there
0: perfect thanks dan have a good night thanks for joining all us all right
1: thank you all right have a good one everyone
0: Bye. so did you guys write that down so then when you bet big money yes <laughs> mm-hmm. yes
2: when uh, when i bet yeah
1: right yeah. When i, I know
2: Seventeen year old bet.
0: We'll have to wait for that. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: A little
0: spring a chicken over here. We'll put a bed in for you. Thanks,
3: guys. Literally took the words out of my
0: mouth. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's so much. I mean, you can go yeah. on and on with the questions about the mm-hmm. Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you really can. Yeah. I mean, because there's so much. And I think it's going to like keep, we're gonna keep hearing more. It'll keep you know. Yeah.
3: We just got to wait and see. State by
0: state. I'm excited. I think it's good all around, to be honest. Mm-hmm. What are Easy. your... People in the chat room, do they agree that it's a good thing?
3: Yeah, I mean, we, it's been a little quiet in the chat room, but people are excited to talk about NBA, so we should probably dive yes, into that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we
0: do not have, yeah, we have, yeah, but this, ten, we
3: got about 10 minutes. But this to talk conversation about. will definitely keep evolving about the Supreme Court. I think because definitely. it's so new, people are still digesting what's happening and all of that so. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if people, did not know,
0: poor Dwayne Casey, which we mentioned here, that mm. he probably would be let go. As we know, it's mm. a player's game, a player's, you know, kind of run that. So, you know, even though uh, Casey's not out there, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, DeRozan and Lowry are going to, you know, put that pressure on the coach. So he's gone, mm. yeah. which, I, you know, I, I that always upsets me when, when it the coach upsets me, too. Such I a, hate it. I hate it.
2: Such a scapegoat way and It's NBA's
0: think. the worst, y'all. It's uh, terrible. Ugh. Gosh, I mean, it, they are the worst. <laughs> What's his name? Followed Jason by Kidd? NHL, then yeah. is NHL right bad now. as well, I, real bad. Okay, yeah. because the minute you know, for the NBA, we all know, right? It, you know, if you're mm-hmm. an NBA fan, you know the minute sure. the team starts to collapse, the team, you know, it's always the coach.
2: The coach is out. Coach is gone. Because you wanna. You don't put realize. Blame. You want to put blame. You want to find a scapegoat, and it's always the coach. But it bothers they're like, me. You know, oh, it really bothers me. We're not me. doing good. Yeah. We got a 59-win season, but we got swept by literally LeBron James, <laughs> one of the greatest players <laughs> right. of all time. I guess it's but our amazing coach. But he can't jump
0: into DeRozan's body. You know what I'm saying? He can't jump into Lowry's body and say, you know, it, that's what frustrates me. He can only do so much.
2: Yeah, a coach know? can
0: only yeah if he can only draw the X's and O's. Right. He needs his players to play.
2: Like, look, okay. Greg Popovich, right? If he was one of the best, Pop. one of the probably the greatest, co- one of the greatest coaches of all time. If you took him and you put him with a team of all bums and they don't win, what you're gonna fire Pop? <laughs> yeah. you're gonna fire Pop just because? Oh my, you know my team got. We ended up with like a high lottery
0: pick. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because you don't have. Speaking good of players. the lotteries, uh, yeah? the NBA lotteries in about a couple like hours that little or transition. Or so yeah, that was a big day. It's a big day, day for yeah. uh, the NBA. Um, but moving on, when we're you know. Speaking of coaches, one of my favorites, and you know, this is coming from a Laker fan, Brad Stevens. Like I Mm -hmm. loved him when he was, and I loved him when he was at Butler. Okay, so I have been a big fan of him, and Mm -hmm. really talking about a guy who can, you know, the opposite of Joanne Casey. He is the face of the Celtics team right now. I don't care what anyone says. Mm -hmm. You know, I know Irving's not in in the lineup right now, but he is the face of the Celtics, and he is the reason why that team Mm -hmm. has a solution. And Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to anything right now, he can get it done. He you know, I spoke with Teron Liu, coach of the Cavs, and I said, "What are you going to do with Brad Stevens?" And He starts laughing I goes, "What are you saying that I'm going to get out coached?" And there was cricket. Crickets.
3: <laughs> um, but
0: I mean, you have to you have to think about that because what he's doing right now with this team is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. See, I said the coaches can mm-hmm. drop; they can only drop X's
2: and O's. But mm-hmm. Brad Stevens is drawing up some of the best X's and O's I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. The way he plays the game, not play, but the way he coaches the game, right. and like the situational basketball towards the end, having those timeouts, knowing when to trust to call them, having certain players do certain things. Mm-hmm. I know he's brought out the best in Terry Rozier, Jason Tatum. Tatum, who, mind aha. you, is a rookie.
0: Jalen Brown. Mm hmm, of course. He's getting Al Horford. Yeah, and Al Horford is lighting it up. I mean, Amazing. He is, I mean, just yeah. that matchup with season. him and Kevin Love has been, I'm sorry, but He's you really cute. see what a weak defender Kevin Love mm-hmm. is. And just you really to see, do. wow, you know, they, <laughs> they're they really, you know, it, it's funny because the Cavs are, you know, they want to put as much of their shooters on the floor, yep. you know, so they're yep. playing small ball. Yep. And I think that's actually going against them now. Oh, know? sure,
3: there's no defense whatsoever.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and you're going up mm-hmm. against the number one defense. Mm-hmm. In yeah.
3: the league, is so the I mean, what are what are your guys thoughts about? Shouldn't they have had more, you know, defense like in DeAndre Jordan rather than well, keeping so, 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 so Tristan, many perimeter so, Tristan players? Tristan
0: Thompson now is going to be starting, you yeah. know, in Game Two, but he's which not will be a better match of being you know the center because they were sixty. Sure. I, uh, correct i my wrong, David. Sixty points in the paint. Um, no, they but, were. I but, have that in my notes as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on, which is like almost <laughs> as bad as sixty-two against. The I Adder mean Roberts. that that's really really bad. And yeah. so you know, the Cavs need to shoot better, of course. But how are they going to have? How are they going to stop the Celtics right now?
2: I think it's just got to... Because I know Brad Stevens, and one of the main reasons why they beat the Sixers was because they locked down Ben Simmons. Mm -hmm. Ben Simmons, probably going to be Rookie of the Year this year. Amazing player. He can't shoot past, like, six feet, but he can drive to the the hole. He can score. He can pass. Mm -hmm. But when he's shut down with that amazing defense, you have a guy... That's like him, but way better, like LeBron, mm-hmm. who does actually have more of a shot, but is still so strong and right. just so smart. They were in his face last game. Right. They were like hands up, double teams. Once LeBron. Yeah. Figures out a way and steps into the game and says, "All right, I can beat that now." Then he will. Did you guys
3: see his his like pre warm up before the warm up today? By the way,
2: no,
0: I did not.
3: Uh, Yeah, he he was making a statement by doing a little pre warm up by himself with his trainer. He's he's just he's LeBron. He's He's, like, "I'm coming back." I'm coming back. And the
0: Celtics forcing the pick and roll. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. And that was just not going. Well, for no. the Cavs at all, mm-hmm. um, I really could see how they just really exposed, you know, sure. Kevin Love and the entire, you know, they Cavs made Kevin team. Love play basketball. Yeah, they made he, he, I feel like star. he really doesn't. He hasn't done that since he's has been well. they the no. Cavs are a three point team, <laughs> and they
3: could not. Sink any three points. Yeah, so I mean they, you
0: know, again, they're going to have to shoot better, but they have to have some assistance from the bench, which they don't really have a bench. So I don't sure. really know what they oh, can do. I'm not going to say the Cavs ladder. are out of this because the Cavs, when you have LeBron James, you're never out of it. Right. I just think that this series is different than people expected, and you know, again, with no Hayward, no, or, you know, Kyrie, it's you know, it's kind of phenomenal. Yeah. And again, you know, 41 years old, Brad Stevens, mm. coach, you gotta, you gotta handle. It's it. pretty
2: great. He's playing. They're playing Brad Stevens team basketball, yeah. and yeah. that's how you beat LeBron. And that's
0: what he does. He pl- He's basically coaching this team like he did in college, where every single player has a role, has, you know what I'm saying? Has mm-hmm. a reason course, to be yeah. there, and it's a team win. Yep. And that is yes. w- and that is how, why they're winning. Team we, ball, yep. Yeah, Absolutely. you're going to do good exactly. when
2: you know, Marcus Morris is scoring 21 points in the first game versus the Cavs. Mm-hmm. He's a guy who you normally would see in a lineup and be like, all right, he's just there for like, right. the defense, mm-hmm. but he's scoring, he's taking every player, right. and he's just getting them to produce points. And then also mm-hmm. on the defensive end, which is the reason why they're actually up 1 0 in the series and why they just completely destroy the Cavs, is because. LeBron scored 15 and 7 turnovers.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I know he was doing the thing where he, like, sits back, waits, sees what but Brad he is bringing, But he can't do that anymore.
0: And he does that a lot, where he does sit yeah, back and he, then he passes. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to have to carry this team again.
2: Mm-hmm. Put him right on his so, back okay. and and he's in the got the to do. And
0: I just, I don't know. So I don't game two predictions, And that's, t- and that's tonight. What I still, think? I think the Celtics take it at home. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. I still think they I do. I think do just I don't because, think they have uh, they have okay. I don't think they know what to do yet. Just because
2: mm-hmm. I know if the Celtics do take it, it could pretty much decide the series right here. You so think I'm going to so? say LeBron figures it out this mm-hmm. game. I'm going to say he figures it out. I just I just have to. I'm i gonna, have to. Wrong, I'm not even wrong. I'm not even like a I don't know LeBron <laughs> fan, but I have to. I no, know. I know,
0: but yeah, and it's good. But uh, um I just don't I don't see it have I think they take game 2 at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh I think it's a quite a series you have going mm-hmm. there. But Yeah basically all postseason long, LeBron has been used to coming from behind, so it really it doesn't make a difference, especially to bring it back to to Cleveland for Game 3.
3: Sure, and don't you think Coach Lou's a little, he's composed as well. Like no, They don't seem rattled. I don't know. No, both of them are, you know, look at, you know, Teron
0: Liu took that team, you know, as an interim coach and won the whole championship. I know he had the team, but, you know, there's still two great coaches at the end of the day. Sure. um, And then you look at, you know, the Western Conference, and Sorry, but there's just not a lot to say. You no, know? There I mean really it isn't. just you look at sure. this, you know, Rockets team and they play tomorrow night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they play tomorrow it. night. Yeah. That'll probably be, I mean, you know, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe the biggest game in, you know, almost twenty years since Hakeem Lodge won for the Rockets. You know, this sure. this is a huge, huge, huge sure. you know, sure. They, sure they need this serious. win. And this is, you know, the first time they've really had I mean, yeah, they mm-hmm. had their glories days a little bit with Yao Ming, but I'm talking about you know, making it to the finals It's sure. back with, you know, Hakeem. And so yeah. I think, you know, even with Harden, he's trying to do too much. I mean, the guy mm. is basically mm. so exhausted by the end of the game because he's doing everything. Yeah, And they want more um, points
3: out of him now, they too. They do. Oh, right. He scored 41 <laughs> oh, yeah. points, and, and they you still want need more. more They want, like, 55, I think I heard. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like,
0: and they still want more. So I just, I don't know. I don't think that they, mm. they just don't have enough pieces. No. You know? And you look at the Warriors. I mean, Steph's not even really coming on yet. Sure. You've got, you know, a Clay and KD and then Green, who's just a monster right now. <laughs> and then the bench, like, I'm sorry, like, I mean, I mean, you know, you might as well just end the whole season. The, the Warriors are going to win this whole mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we, oh, no, I'm pretty so. certain they're going to win. I mean, with the
2: team they have and, I mean, Steve Kerr, Brad Stevens reminds me a lot of Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. The yeah, way he, does. he utilizes. Now can you imagine that matchup, up, yes. you guys? I would love that. But the way he utilizes every single player on the floor, mm-hmm. the only difference between Brad Stevens and Steve Kerr is Steve is the players. Steve Kerr has they all can make the shots oh, he I sets know. them up for. And look at mm-hmm.
0: Stevens doesn't even have his you know starting point guard. No, exactly. Look it. But I would love to actually see that Celtics Warriors matchup with everyone healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, because Amen, I mean, sister.
2: I'd love to see him. But the thing thing about basketball is you can do everything right on a play. You can get the pick, you can mm-hmm. get the I was going to say screen, but it's also a pick. Yeah. You can run around, you, you can get open, but you got to finish. Yeah. If you don't finish in basketball, you're not going to get a score and it's the same thing as chucking up a random 3. Right. Like it's not going to help you mm-hmm. if you just if you can't shoot the ball right. even if you're wide open, even if it's an easy layup, like right. But has had sport. a hell of a
0: year, MVP year and you know, uh, I know he won to you know, try to take his team all the way but you know he's they still need a little more help, 41, you know to, double digit like, loss do yeah he can't you do that uh-uh. right? um well that's going to wrap it up i mean i know we kind of rushed to the nba but there wasn't a lot to say no, for the rest of conference so <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we're going to go, i'm going to go warriors again tomorrow night and then celtics tonight
3: yeah before we leave, Amen. You, I'm gonna ditto that okay.
2: action. Yeah, I'll say Warriors tonight. I mean,
3: uh, uh, tomorrow night. Right. Tomorrow, tomorrow night Warriors. So yeah. you got LeBron tonight. LeBron tonight.
0: Yeah. Okay, it's for
2: you. I buddy. don't know.
3: Actually, I'm, I'm feeling. I'm feeling Celtics throughout that series. I just. Yeah, I mean I LeBron so. is LeBron, but how long is LeBron going to be a LeBron? By him, exactly, exactly. How long can he keep doing it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: all right. Well, that is it from the weekly pass. We'll be here again next Tuesday. You can find me at BJ Laughlin on Twitter and at Bonnie Jill on tw- um, Instagram and Facebook, and then you can find at Becky Sotero and yeah, uh, yeah. You can find me at uh, David H Bloom that's on it. Instagram. David H.
1: Bloom. There it is. And yeah, and that's it?
0: it. Until next time, we'll see y'all later. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. See ya.